I pray that we continue to slow down and not make it so focused on the material things, you know, and that success isn't built on those material things, but it's built on God. Welcome to another episode of Open Door Policy. We are so excited to be with you today again. My name is Emily Mentock and I'm your co-host and I'm super excited to be joined by Father Patrick Gagnon and I'm super excited to be back in the booth with you, Emily Mentock. How's things going in your life? Things are going great. You know, we're recording this right now in the season of Advent. It was the Feast of Immaculate Conception mm. yesterday. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get a lot of uh, just joy from this time of year, you know, looking ahead to Christmas, thinking about the new year. It'll have been yeah. uh, in January. It'll be two years from when I started my job wow. with the Archdiocese. And this is such a special time because I'm reminded of um, being visiting downtown Detroit and yeah. going through my discernment process in which I discovered mm-hmm. that the Lord was calling me to come up here. So it's a special time of year. Praise the Lord. I have to ask you, uh, what has been in these last years? There's been so many things, uh, wonderful graces you've probably experienced. And I love that you have not, uh, the joy of the Lord is ever new every day in our lives. And you have not lost a pep in your step at all. If anything, it's growing brighter in the Holy Spirit. What's been one of your like favorite, oh, there's so many, right? But what's been one of your favorite moments of serving the Lord here out of the Archdiocese of Detroit? Oh gosh, you're right. There, there have been so many. Um, Okay. I'm going to say one that I, cause I really just want to give thanks for the community who listens to this podcast Amen. and truly what a blessing to be able to get to know people in the mm. area, the joyful missionary disciples and be inspired. It's been, you know, I was asked to do it, I think just because of my experience and my work in the communications department and knowing, yeah. you know, kind of seeing our, how our content will play out on channels, but it's truly been such a blessing and helped me feel more connected to this community, especially with the challenge of the pandemic. It was so hard in the beginning to mm. lay down any roots here when everything was closed. And right. this has been just a gift. And I can think of so many moments from this podcast and in particular, learning to pray together on this awesome. podcast. I oh, think man. that was a really unexpected blessing. I knew I would meet amazing people, but I've also learned how to pray with them in all these different ways. And that's been amazing. Awesome. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Father Patrick, anything new in your life? I got two quick, fun things to share really quick. And uh, and then we have to welcome our special guest because this is going to be awesome today. So uh, two quick ones at daily mass the other day, we had the reading where Jesus is talking about the lost sheep. And I invited the people, Hey, do you give Jesus permission today to point out a lost sheep and, and to go for them? And everybody said, yes. So there's a lady in the neighborhood here. She always walks the stroller through the parking lot. And I've made conversation with her, invited her to church and stuff. One night I had a dream and she was in church. And in the summer, she always wears these beautiful, long flowing to your ankle sundresses. And she was in church in one of her sundresses. And I said, the next time I see her in that parking lot, I'm going to go tell her, I saw you in church in the dream. And I, you know, you're invited. So Next time I saw her, I did it. I went out there. I was like, hey, I saw you. I had a dream you were in church. And so she's like, that's nice and whatnot. And so we, we pray about the lost sheep. And that day she comes and knocks on the church door. Like the Lord brought the sheep to me. And she's like, I think I really need to talk. I was like, yes. So, oh my so some conversations have begun. And hopefully she can experience the, the beautiful joy of the Catholic faith and, and Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And speaking of the Catholic faith, one of my favorite things about being Catholic is our 2000 years of rich spiritual history. I love to study. One of the things about Sacred Heart, I love to study. And I love to give people copies of the catechism, like adult catechism. Uh, you know, there's the USCCB adult version. There's also the, you got this. We have the same catechism. Right. Uh, viewers, our listeners can't see, but we're holding up <laughs> the same version. <laughs> and I try to read a little bit every day out of it. And just, this is not, uh, 
this is, I just have to say it recently I discovered, and I know Emily, you're involved with it a little bit, but that's not why I bring this up. I just have to tell you listeners, there's a new series out there called Real and True. There's a YouTube channel. Um, it's, it really is an, a phenomenal series on the Catechism of the Catholic Church. I've been watching some of the videos and some of them have like, one of them has 20,000 views, rightly so. It's an awesome faith growing resource. Our Catholic faith is so rich and beautiful. And whenever we study it, like study the word of God, study the catechism, study the faith, God is going to exponentially bless us. So that's been a great joy lately, just enjoying that real and true. And I know, Emily, you are involved in some way with it. I know I don't need to go too deep with it. And I swear to everybody out there, I'm not being, this is my own free will. I just, I think it's an amazing thing. And Emily happens to be involved, praise be Jesus, with it. So I'd recommend Real and True to folks out there. Now, a Real and True awesome guest is waiting and she waits no longer. Take it, Emily. Yes, we are super excited today to be joined by a guest. Um, she's a mom in one of our parishes um, and comes to, uh, you know, super highly recommended a couple weeks ago or months ago, we started asking people in the community, you know, who is a joyful missionary um, disciple in your life who inspires you? Who would you recommend to have on the podcast? And this is how we found her today. But I'm going to start with fun facts as we always do our little tradition. Um, so the first one is that she was a foster parent to three oh. little ones. Oh, what a beautiful just call to be a foster parent um, in life. What, what a gift. Um, she owns the scramblers restaurants here in Metro Detroit. So I'm sure that gives her way to some people. And then she also enjoys renovating houses and has owned, um, four different homes before 30, but really just prays that one day they will find the, or that the one they're working on now will be hers for a very long time. But, uh, the great hobby of renovating houses, which I think is just so inspiring. So without further ado, we are super excited to welcome Alex Lynch to the podcast. Welcome Alex. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm um, happy to be here and share with um, everyone, um, you know, anything I can. Oh, We're so glad awesome. to have you. Yeah. Uh, how long did you grow up in the area? How long have you lived in Detroit or Metro Detroit? Yeah, um, I actually, I um, was born in Gross Point and went to St. Paul's um, as a kid and then uh, went to South and um, then went to Loyola in Chicago for um, college as well. So, um, but yeah, I grew up in this area. Um, I did um, live overseas for a few years actually as well, but um, but mostly have st stuck around here except for those few years and um, college. And you still go to St. Paul's now, right? And you're still involved there? Yes, yeah. Oh, and, um, and this is our parish and my daughter actually, she's five about oh. to be six and she's in kindergarten here now. <laughs> wow. Praise the Lord. Alex, going to St. Paul growing up and uh, having that faith background, did you get it? Did you catch it as a, as a child or did you have an experience as an adult? Like, how did you come to really be heart to heart and walk with Jesus as the center of your life? Yeah. I mean, I think I had a great childhood. Um, you know, our family went to church every Sunday. Obviously I went to St. Paul's had that, um, faith background and um you know we prayed every night and I definitely you know learned that from my parents um but then I think also as an adult my husband and I um we definitely had our own uh, encounter I believe and um that kind of also um drew us closer to the Lord and our uh made our faith a lot stronger 
That's great. Thanks for sharing that. And and now in um, St. Paul's, you know, in that family life, you know, you mentioned growing up and what your life was like, and you're still involved there and you lead the moms group. So talk about how do you share your faith, you know, as a mom, the faith that you kind of grew up with and how do you, and leading the moms group, how do you support other moms who are trying to pass on that same faith to their children now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, we, so the mom, uh, the parish moms group here, we put on um, a variety of, of events and, um, you know, we come together in fellowship and in prayer. And I mean, I just think us supporting each other, we, um, you know, grow in faith. We, um, we actually have um, had done a few different book clubs. And I think those, you know, we learned from that um, and the information um, and, you know, we discuss that information as a group, and I think that helps us as well. And, um, you know, the priests here at the parish, they join in on some of the events and share their words um, as well. So what what's something you've read recently in your mom's group? Um, so we just hey. finished Divine Mercy for Moms. Ooh. And um, I, I think I gained a lot from this book. Um, with um, you know, it talks about St. Faustina and her wow. diary and um, the prayer um, that it shares in here about um, St. Faustina's prayer for divine transformation from within. Um, I think that is something um, kind of jumping ahead of my thoughts, but I think moving forward, that's something I really want to focus on. Um, it talks about, you know, all the different ways that you can show mercy to people around you. Oh. and the corporal corporal and spiritual works of mercy so I think that's something as an adult now moving forward that I continue to want to focus and be better at wow I want my life to be full of your mercy God that's so good <laughs> like yeah moving forward the spiritual and corporal works of mercy I think I'm gonna <laughs> roll with those that's amazing and um Alex personally you know on my journey here in with the Lord I've just over the last few years really begin begun to thought like that I think the best way to understand God's love um, is to be is to be a mother or a father. And I know as a spiritual father, God's God's giving me grace in that regard. And Psalm 131, how we, the verse says in there, as a child has rest in its mother's arms, so my soul is at rest in you, O Lord. Something about the, the imagery of like motherhood and fatherhood and the comfort that God gives uh, to children through their mothers and their fathers, like the wisdom of God giving us uh, the ability to learn about God's love by being by being a mother or a father. So being in the mom's group and holding up that divine mercy, St. Faustina from Mom's book, um, if you could just share a little bit about your heart from like the power of like God's love in your life as a mother. It feels like a Mother's Day episode is about to break down. But, <laughs> right. but yeah, I mean, that's an open-ended question. You can run any way you want with it, but the power of God's love manifested in your life, in, in your motherly heart, yeah, I definitely think um, day to day, they are my inspiration and I want them to have the same values or, you know, even more of um, stronger values than I had even, um, you know, growing up with the, their relationship with Jesus and the Lord. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> and you, so how many kids do you have now? I have, um, a, uh, well, actually just turned two. Um, so two-year-old boy. And then my daughter, daughter will be six in a couple of weeks. Great. And are those the kids that you were a foster mom to or different kids? Nope. Those are um, my two um, kids um, between my husband and I. 
Um, we did foster, um, like you said, we did foster three children. Um, something I haven't shared yet, but um, bringing up my husband, um, that's another you know, big um, conversation is that he mm. passed away from cancer a couple of years oh. ago. So, um, yeah, and I think talking about being um, mother and the inspiration there, I mean, um, you know, we, we had our daughter and then we um, actually had a miscarriage and then mm. through his chemo and everything he was going through, there was a, um, a few years that we couldn't get pregnant again. And so that's kind of where, when we felt like God was calling us to be foster parents instead. And um, we had done that. It was a great experience. Um, I thought, you know, overall I would, you know, maybe one day do it again. But uh, uh, when Brian got a lot more sick, um, we had to pause our license. And actually um, then we got pregnant with our son now. Um, his name's wow. Casey after uh, Blessed Swanis Casey. Oh, beautiful. And um, we, and then he was about two months old when Brian passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. And but thank you for sharing that, you know, kind of mm. personal um, story with our listeners. I'm just really moved to mm. hear how, even in that, the suffering of, um, you know, kind of struggling to, to have your own kids when he was sick and going through treatment that even in that suffering, you opened your hearts to serve others, to serve children who really needed it. I am just so blown away by that. And again, like pointing back to what father Patrick was saying that, that, that motherly love shining through in the world, even amidst that suffering. I mean, that sounds so much like our blessed mother, right? I mean, that, that her beautiful example of even in the suffering, pouring out that motherly love into the world for her son. And then for others as well, for, you know, for the disciples after he passed. So I'm just Mm. so blown away by that. Mm. Alex, would you be comfortable speaking a little bit to uh, how the Lord has has helped you through such a difficult uh, transition in your life of your husband? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mentioned it at the beginning, but um, about my childhood and then, um, you know, as an adult, kind of that um, time when we grew closer to God. And I think that was my husband, he grew up Catholic as well, but he, um, you know, was a lot, it wasn't as much of a practicing Catholic. Um, when we got, when we were dating and I got married, um, you know, he would come to mass, but more just for my sake, you know? And, um, but then I think when he got sick and we, Mm. um, got pregnant with our daughter, um, Mm. he, he had that transformation and he was going to weekday mass. He was, he became a catechism teacher. He became part of the Knights of Columbus. Um, you know, he would take our daughter to mass all the time. And, um, um, and I mean, this was for years, you know, it wasn't just, you know, right before, right when you got yeah. sick and kind of, but he was, even when he would get better, you know, cause there was a few times where he would be cancer free and, you know, he just continued that faith. And, um, and so that kind of pushed me and drew me even, even closer and, um, you know, it inspired me a lot. And so, um, we, you know, continued that. And then obviously when he passed, um, I think the church community, the, um, and the school that my daughter was going to preschool at St. Paul's at the time, they were such a huge support. Mm. Um, they were the, you know, I would say the people we leaned, I mean, other than obviously my family and my friends, but, um, in terms of like the community around us, they were amazing. 
and really got us through that time. And I think that's also why, you know, at the time I was involved with Parish Moms, but I definitely felt like at that time, you know, that was my time to step up and, you know, lead the group. So that's kind of the um, timeline, you know, of how things happened. And I knew that 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 was what I was being called to do at the time. Um, So it's been a joyful thing to be doing as well. You know, a couple of years later, he, like I said, he passed two years ago. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, it seems like a really strong theme there um, is the community kind of being there to support that you guys felt this call to reach out to the community, like you said, through Brian's work with Knights of Columbus um, and your work with the moms group. And then, you know, the community is there to support you back. What would be a tip that you would offer to someone or multiple, you know, whatever you feel called to share for how could we, you know, support those of us who are listening, support moms and our communities who might be, you know, suffering or struggling. I feel like moms are often such silent sufferers because they're so brave and strong, at least all, almost all the moms I know in my life. So, um, but we also know that we're called to support them. So yeah. What would, just from your experience, would you say we could learn from, uh, and how to better support the moms we see who maybe are there, but not reaching out themselves? Yeah. I mean, I would say I try, um, in any, any event or any, um, place I'm at to see how everyone's doing. And then if we, if they do share a little bit, I mean, we, as a group, um, I mean, it's even simple things like, you know, um, sending them the meal or helping them, you know, with the kids at pickup or different things. I mean, it's like very simple, you know, things it sounds like, but I know, you know, like I said, when I was being supported, it really was, um, those little things, them sending cards, um, them, um, the meals being dropped off, the um, any help with the kids, and um, just being, pray, you know, letting them know that you're praying for them. Um, you know, they, a couple times people were saying, you know, they were saying the rosary for us, and they were, you know, um, my, one of the priests, um, he left St. Paul's about a year ago, but he'll uh, message me every few months and just say, you know, today I offered, you guys up in prayer to, you know, your family and, um, you were my, you know, um, who I shared at mass today. Um, and that means the world to me, you know, that he's still thinking about us and praying for us at the mass. Um, and so it's little things like that for sure. It's so encouraging Alex to hear how, how little acts of love truly make a profound difference and for all of us out there we were we are recording in advent season and uh with advent it's transformation we're trying to align ourselves more to the lord and just one thing on my heart has been like you know invest more time in relationships like in terms of just being willing to reach out to somebody or to, to give a word of encouragement and then your testimony about when you went through this very difficult season and how much that meant your, your testimony, it's like palpable when your words, like you can just taste and experience God's goodness through the truth that like little acts of love in our, in our sphere of influence to those around us, um, they make such a big difference. Really. It's, it is an awesome message that you're giving us, Alex. And I think all of us listening can be inspired to continue, like be open to those Holy spirit prompts to reach out. Um, and those little acts of love, they make a big difference. So with the, with the mom's group, would you say that you've seen like this community of moms being strengthened by being able to be together and, and minister to each other? 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, even last year um, through the pandemic, we did a lot of virtual events and then we would do a lot of outside events. Um, we uh, set up a lot of different, you know, unique ways to do it safely and still come together. And I would say a few of the events really surprised us with how many people joined because, you know, they hadn't been with around people, you know, for um, some time. And so it was really nice to get together and still feel safe, um, you know, with how we had it set up, um, with the format we had. So we were very thankful to still have our group, you know, because when it started last year, when we were kind of getting back um, in September, it was kind of a question, should we just put it off for a year, you know, because it's all different events and stuff that it, it's difficult, you know, with the pandemic. Um, but that's kind of when, like I said, I felt called to step up and um, find some ways to still get us together so we can continue to support each other. That's so beautiful. I mean, I think we hear so much, or at least maybe me and my, my circles of Catholic women hear a lot about the moms who, um, I think the pandemic has obviously been hard for every kind of person for all different reasons, but that the moms who are taking on such a burden and have taken on such a burden through that, especially working moms or when the, you know, school goes remote and not that dads don't do that too. But I think that, you know, for a lot of people, it is the moms who are taking on the burden. That's their vocation. That's what they, you know, were called to when they discern motherhood, but I'm sure they never imagined that it would look like, uh, the way it has for the past, you know, two years. And so is there, um, you know, anything that you sort of learned from the moms, um, or from your own experience in about sort of like this, just the strength of moms coming together and supporting each other, or um, just about, you know, the something deeper about the vocation of motherhood through this particular challenge. The deep things like we talked about are the simple things as well. You know, mm. it's, it is just um, having, you know, I think having each other there, Come supporting on. each other, I think, um, and showing that love. I mean, in my own heart, it has grown um, so much with the people that show up at this group. And um, I think our values and um, everything that we have, um, you know, like you said, the, the support of being a mother, um, being, you know, a Catholic mom. And um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's been a huge blessing for me. Um, I mean, when I came back from school, I was, you know, I graduated and then I um, came home. Uh, Brian was actually, um, I started dating him when I was 15. So wow. we were sweethearts. Um, and so I went away to school and then came back. But so we were married young in terms of wow. um, being about 22 or 23. And um, so obviously I had um, my daughter, you know, young compared mm -hmm. to a lot of you know my friends nowadays and stuff and um but so I again you said you know what have you learned or you know different things from the moms and the group and stuff and I feel like I didn't have that that group that mom group you know I had my college friends high school friends you have different groups of friends but the mom group was kind of missing and so that's where I think it was just such a blessing that it was a Catholic moms group here at the school that, you know, I even had gone to and um, that my daughter's going to and stuff. So it's just, I've been very thankful for it. It's truly awesome. And 
uh, Alex, there's like these great graces that, that are being given in this episode of the, 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 the power of like simple acts of reaching out yeah. to people, like uh, the faith, the size of a mustard seed, the act of love, the size of a mustard seed and how powerful that can be, but also goodness sakes, the power of fellowship, like in being in community and helping each other. And one thing, I mean, that hasn't been mentioned is like you, you're a business owner, you've got housing stuff going on, like you're a busy person, but making that investment, making that investment in, in making the time for community makes a big difference. And I wanted to ask you, have you seen, you don't have to name any names, but have you been to times where you go to the mother's group and it is so clear by the end of the night, like God has basically worked a miracle because one, there was somebody who so needed to be there and she ends up getting cared for and loved and able to open her heart and people minister. Have you seen, you don't have to name any names. Maybe there's a story you yeah. mentioned anonymously, but take it away, sis, the power of it. Yeah, I think the book clubs have been the most valuable in mm. terms of that because there's always the questions at the end. And um, and so, you know, someone will share something and then we'll just kind of go down that, that whole path um, for the rest of the conversation. And, um, you know, I think it's the, some of the questions are very deep, you know, and so, um, but it, it's a very comfortable environment for us to all share in. And then a lot of the events are, you know, we have our kids there as well. Um, and so that I think is a great time, you know, that our, the little, especially when, you know, if we do it either in after school or during school, it's little ones, but, you know, it's really great to see them interact and build that community, even just at the little young age as well. I love it. I love it. I'm going to pitch it to Emily, but I got to quote Scott Hahn really quick. Dr. Scott Hahn, he said that the, the new and eternal covenant is best understood as a sacred family relationship. And it extends beyond our biological family bonds. It's so cool to see and hear about this building of community. I pray for our listeners that were inspired that, you know, grab another mom, grab another dad, start a little something, get coffee once a week and read a book together or something. But the power of fellowship and it's those days when like, you know, if you started, there's days where people show up and we had no idea how, how bad somebody else needed to be lifted up and supported by a brother and sister in Christ. And because they had that thing in their life, God was able to use it powerfully. Emily, what's cooking over there? Yeah. Well, you, and you mentioned, you know, that sometimes the, the kids get to come to the mom's group too. And you mentioned earlier that your kids really inspire you as well. So what are some things like that they're into right now? What are they learning about their faith? And I know they're different ages, so maybe it's different, but uh, how are you guys kind of growing in faith as a family right now? Yeah, um, we, well, obviously, like you said, you know, right now it's um, the Advent season and we actually mm. did a, it was for the moms, it was an Advent tea and we had our, one of the priests come and share um, his traditions huh. as a child and now, um, but I think from that we gathered a lot of um, feedback on different ideas to um, share with your kids during the season and I know for me, um, like I said, growing up, um, you know, we were um, going to church regularly and every and you know, we pray, but I think um, Advent season was more just focused on Christmas mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the um, more like Santa traditions. So I, I gained a lot of information from that on like different things I wanted to focus on specifically around Jesus and um the, the this side of the um, season. So I, I think that's kind of my inspiration for the kids is having them learn, you know, even more in depth 
on um, these types of um, the different times of year and um, just learning more about the saints and yeah. um, and then obviously the two-year-old he's just <laughs> he's, he's just learning so he's, he's taking it all in but I think from his um, for his age it's about the routine and it being you know that God is the center of our routine and I try and take him to weekday mass at least once Mm -hmm. you know at least once a week and um and actually on Mondays he's like the it's all like there's not that many people at mass but it's also you know there's there's no other children you know so Uh, yeah um you know it's cute but it's also a good time to teach him you know listening list to listen and you know I don't think he bothers anyone when he's you know being all loud but it's just different and during the weekend when it's uh, more kids and stuff and louder versus the weekday things echo a lot more (laughs) 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 but I think those values and um he's taking it all in, you know, and mm. so the, that, um, along with praying, he loves to, you know, put his hands together hey. and, uh, no, you, wow. you know, so yeah. Those wow. little things. I love that. I love what you said that for someone his age, it's almost just like the routine, the routine of having a Christ centered family life. That's how he's going to come to know Jesus before he can like understand it in like a school way or, you know, a, a different sort of learning style. Cause he's just so young that as he's learning the routines of your family life that, and just of the world around him, that is infusing Jesus into that is going to be how he comes to know it. I love, wow. we don't hear, I've mentioned the podcast before. We don't hear a ton of pot or kids at at, at St. Al's, there's not a ton of young families who live in town. There's a few, and sometimes they come visit. Um, but uh, they are such a blessing because I've noticed they're missing, right? When I don't hear them. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned, you know, we were doing this sort of like light the night event downtown the night of the Christmas yeah. tree lighting. And we had the, we had, uh, you know, the, the blessed sacrament exposed and, you know, invite people in and I was sitting in there praying and there was this kid um, behind me and he was just like, like, mommy, is that Jesus? Is that Jesus? Like, Oh, and like pointing out and like trying to tell all of us, like, look, there is Jesus. And it was so amazing and beautiful. I'm so inspired by like the faith of little children because mm. it's mm-hmm. so profound and trusting and beautiful. Um, and so I can't even imagine, you know, having a little guy around who was kind of doing that kind of wonder and awe in all his things. What, what a blessing that must be. Yeah, for sure. Hey, um, just a, Oh, go ahead, Alex. No, I was just going to add, I was just going to um, say that, again, it was Brian that really pushed us in that weekday mass part of our lives. Um, and he would take Eloise when she was about three years old, um, you know, every day. Um, but wow. the weekday mass is like, I would say, I find the most peace going to that, um, even with the little one there, which I know a lot of moms will say, you know, um, I'm not at peace during mass with the little one, um, yeah. you know, cause you're, you can't really just focus. And, yeah. Um, but it's still, it's just, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but, um, I definitely, that's like something that, especially if I go on Monday, it's like the great start to my week. And, um, it's just has a different wow. feel to it for sure. So Alex, I'm sure. I'm sure you've had more than a few priests tell you this, but, um, but we love the sound of children at church you yeah. know? <laughs> and it, it, for, for me, it always reminds me um, of what Jesus said 
you know, unless you become like a child in Matthew 18, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom that it reminds us to that childlike faith and trust that Emily was speaking about. And what a treasure, what a treasure God has given you um, through Brian, uh, you know, that his, his devote, his devotedness to the daily mass and all, all the daily masses he attended taking his daughter. And I'm, I'm thinking that when you go to daily mass, there's, I mean, we know that's the place where heaven meets earth and, and you've gratefully entrusted your, your beloved to Jesus and with no doubt that Jesus is taking good care and you'll see him again one day in the kingdom. But even now when you're at mass, is that a, is that a special connection with that, that part of your heart as well? Yeah, definitely. I think from myself and my daughter, you know, she was, um, she had just turned four, but she, I know has brought, I mean, she brings them up every day still, but um, you know, when we're at mass, I know she will actually focus on praying and she'll talk about her dad and stuff. So it's really wow. special. You know, um, there's a, gosh, this will be quick. At the, there's this beautiful series out called The Chosen. And uh, I, if anybody hasn't seen it, I'd recommend it. And the guy who plays Jesus is an awesome on Fire Catholic. And uh, so there's a scene, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but he's describing the Beatitudes. And, and he basically, he says, it, what, this is not from scripture, but it's, I think it's a really beautiful phrase. He says, Jesus, the character says, if people want to find me, those are the groups of people they should look for. Those practicing the Beatitudes, you know, they're the, the catechism calls it the, the Beatitudes, the countenance of Christ, Woo-hoo, the light of the world. But I think just flipping it around a little bit, like what could you ask for a better gift from the father of your children and uh, your beloved for him to basically teach that if you want to find me, just, just go to Jesus, come to the mass. I'll be there alive in Christ. Like that's such a beautiful story, Brian and, and the gift of the mass and your devotion to the mass now and how he's blessed you your children with that too, bringing them up when they were little. Cause I bet, is, did you say your daughter's Eloise? Yeah. Yeah. Does she remember dad taking her to mass? Yeah, definitely. That's right. That's you meant. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Wow. Such a beautiful gift. And yes, I, uh, for our listeners, uh, Alex and I are both nodding about the chosen. Mm-hmm. So just to uh, further and that endorsement, uh, mm-hmm. definitely recommend it. If you haven't yeah. checked out yet, it's, be- it's a beautiful series. Um, Alex, you know, I, we like to end the podcast with the big question, right? <sighs> Asking people, you know, what is, what is your dream? What is God putting on your heart for your life? And it could be for your family, for your ministry, mm. for your businesses, your community, whatever it is. Um, but we would love to hear from you. You know, what, what are, what's on your heart right now is your dream for your life ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I definitely am focusing on even with how busy I am, as Father Patrick, you had mentioned, um, I think slowing down, being more in the present. Um, and uh, I would say focusing on, you know, from the moment waking up to going to bed, thinking of God. And um, I think overall the community, just like I said, um, kind of being more um, in, the, in the moment and um, I think the pandemic has actually, I think, shown that to a lot of people because, Mm. you know, it did force us to do that. I mean, so I think out of anything that came from it in a positive way was the fact that the different day-to-day activities and stuff, you know, had to be canceled. And I know for me, that was um, 
kind of a time when I needed it. And still to this day, you know, I need to kind of remember that and put my um, attention to the fact that, you know, um, there's always going to be the day-to-day -day chores, the day-to-day -day challenges, um, the routine that has, you know, your, your work, your, your activities and stuff, but um, that's really not what's important, you know? So um, I think I know my journey moving forward, my, um, my focus, you know, um, is going to be on, on that. And I think the community as well. I hope, I pray that we, um, I pray that we continue to wow. go down and not make it so focused on the, um, the material things, you know, and the, that success isn't built on those material things, but it's built on God. <laughs> Whoa. <Right? laughs> Mic drop. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, your this, this time with you, this podcast, like, it's just been like your presence, your voice, everything you've shared has been, I would describe it as a healing balm of the Lord's encouraging love, a healing balm of the Lord's encouraging love to everybody out there to continue in your vocational path, continue the little acts of love, have fellowship community and just keeping the main thing, the main thing and, and now run to mass. So yes. <laughs> now, thank you, Alex. You've been, it's been such a gift to be with you. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you guys and yeah. meet you, and, even if it's you virtually. Yeah. In our virtual Zoom, Zoom recording right. studio. Yeah. One day, we pray that one day we will get back to doing it in person, you know, when, when we're ready. So thank you so much, Alex, for yeah, just being vulnerable and sharing. We're so grateful for you um, for coming on the podcast. And I think that, you know, especially the moms who listen to this podcast yeah. are going to get some of your beautiful insights about family life and slowing down and keeping Christ to the center and building community around us. So, um, it's just a great episode. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask that father Patrick, we close in prayer now. Could you, could you send us out? Oh, I'd love to in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Heavenly father. Thank you for the daughter of yours, Alex, who has given this beautiful testimony today. Please father, fill each of us with a, a fresh outpouring of your grace to be able to do the small things that make a big difference, to grow in fellowship with others, and just to continue, Jesus, to keep you first and foremost, keep our eyes fixed on you. We love you so much, blessed Trinity, and we ask that all the graces Alex has released through her testimony would seep deep into the bones, heart, and mind of every single one of us listening, and I pray that God would bless all of us beyond all we could ask or imagine. In the name of the Father, and the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to another episode of Open Door Policy, where we hear stories of different joyful missionary disciples in Southeast Michigan and how they encounter, grow, and witness in their love for the Lord. 